And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I've asked Miles to be a part of what we're doing today because you need to learn a lot from Miles because Miles is one of those guys. He's been there. He's done that. He's got the T-shirt. He's got the experience. And get this. He's 24 years of age. Yeah, he's 24 years of age. This this guy was born when I was 35 years of age. Yeah, so... Let's talk about experience level, shall we? Because some of you out there are going, oh, what am I going to learn from a 24-year-old, man? I, I, they're, they're, they, they live in their own little world of things. They got their phones in their faces, and, and they're, they're like tuned out, and they want everything done for them. Well, you know, if you got that attitude, I'll be honest with you. If you've got that attitude, you need to change that attitude. Now, there may be some people that are like that, and I, I, I'll grant you that. But my guest today, Miles, he isn't even close to that. As a matter of fact, this is a young man that got his mind sharpened and focused on real estate at a very early age. He's been a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, get this, since 2016. That's a year before I even joined. He was a very young man when he got started. Now, he had, he had two paths that he could go by. He could either pay attention to the education that he was being presented with and learn from it, or he could reject it and just do whatever he wanted to do. What did Miles choose to do? He chose to take the right path. He chose to take the path of knowledge. And that path of knowledge got him to a point where he's already owned. Now, get this. He's already owned and sold a 26-unit apartment community. How many of you out there in the audience can say that you've done that? Okay, for those of you that can say that you've done that, how many of you can say that you did that at the age of 23? Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing very many hands in the audience. So let's do this. Let's, let's open our minds. Let's sharpen our pencils because some of you need to take some notes because we're going to get inside of Miles's mind and what you're going to learn is a lot. So with no further ado, let me bring Miles onto the show. Miles, how are you today? Welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Hi, Al. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it a lot. It's a great time every time I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm really, really just interested in getting back into your story. Now, did I get any of that stuff wrong? I mean, did, were, were you not focused on real estate? Did you not get exposed to real estate at an early age? What's, what's the background here? Yeah, so I definitely got exposed to real estate at an early age, but not it wasn't my whole life. My parents got involved in real estate right around the age, when I was the age of about 13 or 14. Um, that's when they started their path on real estate. Beforehand, they never touched real estate. We they have their own primary house and that that was it there was no in, investment real estate that wasn't even a term <laughs> that wasn't even a term 10 years ago for our family more or less so um yeah when i was 13 or so that's when my family got involved and i i watched them slowly become passive and my mother in about 2016 or so became an iro and i worked at their uh independent rental owner property, which was about 120 units. And they have a third party management team that I shadowed the leasing agent, shadowed the manager, worked with the maintenance guys, and even did clean outs myself. So it was very eye opening just from a work standpoint, but just also from an ownership standpoint of what it takes to own and operate 
and how does an apartment complex work from the inside out? So I got to see that. You know, I think it's, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, having been a 16-year-old myself way back in the Flintstone days, um, you know, I, I knew that people at the age of 16, they, they kind of had two types of behaviors. They, they had the behavior like you have, which was, man, I'm going to learn a whole lot from doing this. Some of this stuff is kind of icky and I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to learn from it. And, and other people are just like, they have the attitude of when I don't want to do this. I don't want any part of this. Why is mom and dad making me do this? Have, have, have you seen people like that growing up? Oh, for sure. And by no means, I even have friends and even to this day, people ask, well, how, how did your parents force you to get involved? What was the trick they played on you? And yeah, there you go. Kind of trick. They didn't force me to do anything. I mean, they didn't even plan on me getting involved. I, I went to the first uh, two day seminar with my mother after she had joined. We went, she went to another one um, with my father and I sat in on it. And that's, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I've always been a money guy and a numbers person. So even at a young age of like 13, 14, I, I saw something going on. I saw people were making money and I saw real estate and tangible assets. And I definitely saw an opportunity. I didn't fully piece it together just yet, but I saw something was there. And I saw people who had left a really high prestige degrees and uh, career paths or been laid off all coming into doing this. And at the age of 15, 16, I was looking around at all these people who were 30, 40, 50 plus saying, well, if they're leaving their careers just to do this, well, there's obviously something here, and I, I need to figure out what it is to be a part of it, too. So that's why I was so hungry for it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that you, you saw that and you recognized that. And, and you had the benefit of your parents taking taking the, the lead in all of this. You had the, the opportunity to watch them do well in what that they, what they did, and you got to experience their successes. Now, did, did they set up a, a program with you where they, they had you put a little bit of your own money into the investments that they made so that you had skin in the game? Well, it was actually a little bit different. I have heard of that kind of method as well, but um, my mother, who was a big past investor at the time, she was into a good handful of deals and was slowly growing, growing, and became an IRO. Um, I'd let her know about the age of 16, 17, that I wanted to pass and invest myself, and I was looking for capital, basically, and I was fortunate where I had an IRA account, and I learned in high school about the IRA and some money matters class, and uh, very quickly realized I wasn't going to touch that money till I was 60 plus years old. And so it almost meant nothing to me. And I was like, how can I get this capital to pass and invest and without a huge 40% or 50% tax hit on it. And so I was fortunate where I found out I could pay off my higher education or college with that money. And my parents who had been saving a little bit of college funds for me. I asked them, Hey, if I pay off college with this money, if you reimburse me and I only use that money for passive investing, would this be something you're open to? And so from there, I was fortunate I was able to get into two passive deals. I even had to go below their minimum. So I contacted the people and asked, hey, I, I know this is below your minimum investment amount, but I'm really interested in getting into the deal. If somebody drops out or if you need somebody to fill a little spot of income, let me know and I'll, I have my money ready to go for you. And so I was fortunate where I'd done that a few, a handful of times and two of them came back to me like, Hey, I have the perfect spot for you. Oh, this person fell out, and so I got into the spot that way. So, how much how much money are we talking about? Was what was the amount of seed capital that you started with? Yeah, so I started off with basically fifty thousand. I went into twenty five thousand for um, into each deal, two deals, um, and then from there, as they distributed, as I was saving money through college, those deals refinanced. Almost all of my funds were going back into passive investing. I was in college at the time. I had very low bills. Um, I used IRA money to pay off for school. I, so I had very low expenses, 
and I wanted to keep pursuing the passive kind of dream and grow my passive investments because I knew eventually with my goal being a lead, I was going to need a, a good amount of capital and I needed to figure out how to do that. And so if it took time, then I needed to start sooner. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about that college thing, because I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, I, I know your parents very well, and I, I know that they fully understand the methodology that we follow at Lifestyles Unlimited. They understand the, the why we do the things that we do. But I also know that your mom was was adamant about you attending college. What, why do you think the path through college was important to her? And why did you take it? Right. So to t- I know nowadays everybody knows my mother is a person who passive invests a lot and does a lot of real estate stuff and is super smart in real estate. But long ago when I was when I was young, we never even we never did real estate in our house. We didn't even really talk about real estate. Now it's the only thing we basically talk about in my entire family talks about. But yeah, so um, getting in, yeah, she just it was a lot of conversations, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. She never had forced me. So I went ahead and I had kind of learned my uh, joint lifestyles on my own accord, wanted to get involved, started at past investing, and I knew I wanted to be a lead. So just continued to grow on that education side. Okay. So you, you felt college was important. I, I, don't, I don't discount college. I think that there's some relevance to it. I just think that there's a lot of people that go to college for the wrong reasons. And, you know, it is what it is. But if you go to college for the right reasons, if you actually go to improve who you are as a person and to learn some skill sets, I think there's a value to it. Where, where did you go to college? Yes, sir. So I ended up graduating from University of Houston um, for a finance real estate degree, which is super valuable to me being in real estate and learning through lifestyles. Um, I was always looking for a degree in real estate through a four-year university. Um, so I was fortunate where Houston, being the place I grew up, the market I was really looking into at the time, um, it just it played out so well where I was learning this college degree. And in those courses, I mean, I had courses of how to develop a real estate project, um, buying and investing in real estate. These were some of my major courses in the university. And so these are all things I've already, I was already learning. I was already knowing I was already investing in real estate and I'm taking a real estate investing course in college. Um, and I was already in 12, 12 passive deals, you know? So as, as my teachers were talking about these, these certain things and incomes and income expense ratio and, Oh, what's a cap rate? And I knew all this stuff already. I was answering these questions, and I would have classmates look over at me and be like, "Are you are you like reading ahead in the book? Like, what what's going on that you know <laughs> how to calculate it?" And for me, it was I'd been doing this since 16 years old, looking at these financial statements and T12s and passive investing based off um, income levels and what they're going to be. So I knew this information more or less already. There was definitely valuable things school taught me that I didn't learn or slowed and then particular just the generalization of real estate and the financial engineering it takes to make some of these deals so i got a very good understanding of like the loan structure the finance um how the money works in full and i had a pretty good idea before but then i had a degree certified knowledge base on it basically and blend that in with the 200 plus hours of lifestyles courses that they provide i mean it was more than a perfect mix for me on what i needed to do so you, you customized your education to meet your educational needs. One hundred percent. I had I had a path coming out. I mean, middle of high school, I kind of knew where I wanted to go and what I wanted to kind of do work wise. And so in college, I, I knew it was to be a lead in lifestyles, grow and buy multifamily properties. 
So what did it take? And so it took capital and it took education and skills. And so from that moment was, okay, let's get capital. Let's start past investing to build capital. And let's start working on skills, which took going to university, doing more. Cur- I've done the courses at Lifestyles, both passive, lead, all the other courses they provide multiple times over. And I still do them to this day, even with the knowledge I have, just as a refresher, because it's so valuable. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a constant learner. I take marketing classes and seminars for fun um, on Thursday nights when all the buddies are out going to bars or something. I may do like a, a marketing workshop at the Chamber of Commerce in my local town or something, just because I like hearing more and more education, learning what more experienced people um, are doing. Man, it's like it's music to my ears, man. I just I just love hearing you explain how in love you are with the real estate business. And I think that's that's very valuable. It's so valuable that it costs you to go out and buy a 26 unit apartment community. Did it not? Yes, sir. So I purchased that property in 2022, um, which was last year back in around April. So I self-managed that deal. It was a great learning experience. Got my hands dirty. was self-managing that property so about around four to six times a week you could do a little less if you had to but i wanted to be there as much as possible not only to have my face and get to know residents and everything but i wanted to know what it's like to be that on-site manager as well as to be a leasing agent and i did some part-time maintenance work there as well some of the lighter and stuff that you didn't have to hire contractors out for um plus I'm, i'm pretty good at rebuilding and building things so i was more than happy to do that myself i wanted to know exactly what it took to run this apartment complex, what it took to do something at the scale, how much time it took for each job, and in the, the, just the nitty and gritty things. Um, that way, when I go like I am now, searching for a second property, something larger, something I could have more management staff, that I'm prepared and I know exactly what the jobs they're going to be doing and the time frame it takes. Like, I mean, for instance, I was working on a refrigerator um, at the property, and so I know for me, if it's this refrigerator issue, it might take about an hour to fix for me. Well, what what should it take for an experienced maintenance guy? Do I accept a three-hour refrigerator job? Is that too long? So now I have that knowledge. So when we go into it um, soon, I'll have that knowledge and experience of what exactly what they're doing. Man, it's 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 amazing all the stuff that you are immersing yourself in and learning. It's it's giving you a holistic approach to ownership. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the future. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. For 30 years, I've taken the smartest people I could find and then held them up as examples for you guys to learn from. We're all only as strong as our best people. But the best part about this is that these best people are willing to give back. Ready to learn from the best? It starts with our free online workshop. Stop depending on your paycheck. Quit worrying about retirement. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Miles. 
Now, some of you understand that Miles is a 24-year-old man. You can be a guy like Miles that gets exposed to real estate investing very early in age, and instead of rejecting it, like a lot of people would do because they, they either don't understand it or it's boring or, or who knows why they reject it, Miles embraced it. And what he did was he started building his life around real estate investing. When he decided to go to college, Miles probably could have gone to any, any number of colleges, but he chose a local college specifically because it was tailored to the markets that he wanted to learn about. So he utilized college to his advantage, unlike a lot of other people that just go to college because they think, well, I'll just get a good job when I get out of college. Now, when Miles got out of college, he didn't go get a good job. Did you, Miles? You didn't go get a good job, did you? No, sir. I actually went and, go, went and got a property, a 26 unit. When bought a property, a 26-unit property, how, how much did you pay for that property, by the way? Do you remember what that thing cost you? Yes, sir. It was $2.34 million. So, Miles, you bought this thing from, for $2.34 million. You sold it a year later. What did you sell it for? I sold it for $2.85 million. So I did bring in investors. I had about 19 investors in this deal. Um, I raised about $800,000 of capital with investors as well as my own money in the deal. From there, when I went to sell, I provided all the original capital back, and then I gave them a 55% profit in one year, so an annualized profit of 55%. So what Miles is telling you folks is this. If you had invested with him passively and done nothing to improve the, the, the deal and just let Miles do what he knows how to do, he would have returned a 55% return on investment to you in one year. So the question I have for a lot of you out there, especially those of you with bias, is what investments did you make in 2022 or 2023 that are poised to return 55% per annum to you? And I'm hearing crickets. Are you hearing crickets, Miles? Because I'm not hearing anything from the audience. So are, are you on the hunt right now for a bigger property, or are you just, like, hanging out playing Game Boy like most 24-year-olds? No, so it was actually funny. I had a close friend of mine who's also a lifestyles lead. I, I say friends. I know you're thinking fellow 24-year-olds, but most of my friends now happen to be 30, 40, and 50-year-olds also <laughs> So it's really funny. So I have a friend um, who, yeah, so we, we talk about real estate all the time and in general. So, yes, sir, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I, this is what I do 24-7, basically. We, he, was, uh, he asked me a question a few weeks after I'd sold North Park, and he's like, oh, is it a weight off your shoulders? Um, how do you feel? Do you have a bunch of free time? And I go, no, dude, I took maybe three days off. <laughs> I said, I took three days off to give myself a break after the year, and now I'm back grinding, looking for a sec I'd been looking for another property for several months um, during the North Park deal as well. But I'm extra hunting now. So I took three days off, gave myself a little breathing room, and it's back on the hunt. I'm staying ears to the ground and hungry, just ready to go take down a deal that makes the perfect sense for my investors. I mean, really, the biggest key factor for investors is have your capital ready and stay hungry and stay ears to the ground. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of brokers that have called me back in the past five, six months that maybe didn't want to talk to me a year or two ago, and now they're contacting me going, oh, I heard you sold North Park. And so they know I have capital. They know I'm hunting for a second deal, and they know I'm, I'm ready to go and buy. Also, stay talking to your mentors. Stay talking to the people working in the industry, specifically multifamily. Talk to managers, uh, management teams, other owners, other leads. That's your real ears to the ground. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, when it, when it comes to what's going on in the market, the first piece of real estate I bought was back in the 1980s, and I had a 10.5% interest rate on it. And that was actually a lower interest rate than what the market had been offering prior to that. Because, I mean, we, we, we were in a period where we had double-digit uh, inflation. We had double-digit interest rates. I mean, interest rates on properties were like in the high teens. Um, so, you know, just the fact that the market is moving, the fact that, you know, there are people that bought at cap rates of three and four percent and now the market's adjusted upwards. If they, like you said, didn't do the financial legwork to understand the contingencies of what the market could bear on their property and their financial projections, then they missed the boat. And ironically, guys like you, guys like me, People like the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited, we're about ready to take advantage of that, are we not? Right. I, I have capital saved up. Like I said, I've been hunting for the next deal, underwriting probably 30-plus deals in the past couple months alone. So just staying hungry and ready. Like I said, not every deal out there is going to be a perfect opportunity or worth the time. But staying involved and engaged in the market talking to those brokers, talking to your lending broker, find out what's out there for finance, find out what's out there for properties, find out what's going on in general and how markets are doing. You have to stay engaged because if you're not engaged, something might fall in your lap. That's a maybe, but it, it's the person who's active and consistent is going to get these. Absolutely. And I mean, and you're, you're aggressively on the hunt now. Now you said you, you've looked at 30 deals and none of them panned out. Why, why did those 30 not work out? Is there any, one... I mean, it's never going to be one thing across the board. It's all various reasons anywhere from, Oh, there's good numbers, but it's far too much risk or it's, Oh, well, the, the cash flow is good, but the price, the price per door is just, there's no exit plan anymore. You're, you're going to have to hold on this thing forever. And so there's different elements, and there's my own criteria to it as well. How long do I want to hold and operate a deal, and where does that deal want to be, and it, the crimes, the city, city information, just in general, as in my own, my own self, let alone what I want for passives and investors for their returns. And so every deal is different. There's, very, there's so many reasons. I mean, I've gone to deals where I've liked the numbers, um, but I knew going in that my offers weren't going to be anywhere close to what their asking price is going to be. So gone, moved away from there. I've had deals where the numbers look great. And then you go into property tour and you're like, this is not the same. This isn't even close to the same thing that I was, I've been talking to the broker over the phone for the past few weeks about. So there's all different kinds of things where you just have to stay engaged, have to stay confident in your own ability, staying educated and talking to those mentors. I mean, I can't stress that enough, how valuable it is talk to your mentors, find out what's going on in the market, have a very strong idea of what you're looking for, and then go attack that. Don't have a halfway idea of what you're going to do and then go look at extra things and then switch between, oh, well, maybe I want to do this and that. Have a plan, know your plan can work, and then go try to execute it. Don't get halfway through your plan and then give up. Or, oh, man, this is my fourth deal underwriting and it didn't pan out. I mean, there's still times where I go to get a deal and I'm, I do a lot of underwriting, I send my LOI, I'm best and final, and I get beat. But the thing is, is you know there's going to be a potentially the next time, and there's going to be another deal coming around the corner. You know there's more deals in the market. I mean, think as when you drive through a town, just anywhere you go throughout the day. Look around and go, oh, that's an apartment complex. That's an apartment complex. Oh, that one's – those are all owned most likely by people. And many times it's mom and pop 
who own that. And as a kid, I, I never understood that. And growing up, that's, I, it still baffles me to this day that all these apartment complexes all across the U.S., most of them are owned by mom and pop and individuals, not some big corporate shadow entity. It's owned by normal people every day. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool when you actually take a step back and you realize that, you know, the market is not this very big, scary thing that you've built it up in your mind. It's it's really comprised of some, you know, big faceless entities, but but a lot of people that look just like you and me. So right. let me let me switch gears on you, because I, I know there's a personal side to you. I mean, what what do you do to blow off steam? What do you do to go out and have fun? I mean, it can't just be all real estate, can it? <laughs> Well, I mean, a lot of it for a long time, especially throughout college and then getting into this first uh, property that I owned and self-managed, I, w- I would honestly say almost all of my time was real estate. I mean, I didn't even take a vacation until I sold North Park, um, and that vacation even was only like a three-day quick vacation, and then I came back to grinding. But throughout kind of the start of North Park, I was getting so focused in real estate. I wasn't getting burnt out. I just knew I needed... I needed some extra time maybe for something outside of real estate. So I dedicated a few hours every weekend, and I, uh, I went back to something that I used to do when I was super young, which is going to be kind of odd, but it's competitive paintball. And so I go out and travel across uh, different states, and I play competitively in the paintball league. And I have a team uh, organization, more or less, called Outlaw Anodizing, and I play on a team for them, and it's been a blast. I mean, we won a few tournaments this year already, but that's – and I mean – even then, that's like my Saturdays and Sundays, potentially. I, I was telling you at the break earlier, about 95% of my time is probably real estate. I probably have another 3% of my time that's paintball. And then the rest of the time, I try to squeeze in sleep. Like, that's, that's how much I'm doing stuff <laughs> in real estate. So. Well, I, I, I got to say, Miles, I mean, you, you, are, you are focused on the prize. You're, you're aggressively trying to accomplish your goals and objectives in life. What, uh, what, is, what is the target? What, at what age do you, do you think you will officially be retired? Unless you, you feel you're already there now. Um, no, I definitely don't feel like I'm retired at all. I think I feel like I'm more or less just getting started and want to – I'm staying hungry, staying ready just excited to learn and grow in the industry in general. I mean, every day I learn something new, so I can't imagine what it's going to be a few days from now, a few weeks from now, a few years from now in general, let alone when people ask me when I'm 40 or 50, what I'm going to be doing. I mean, I would want to say I'm still be doing this. This is kind of what I've always wanted to do. So currently in my mind, this is all I'm going to be doing for quite a long time. I enjoy it. I love talking to other owners. I love seeing the different stories. I love being a part of big ownership teams and, having tangible assets um, that you can drive by. I mean, for North Park, I'll always drive by. If I ever hear somebody bring up Brenham or Bluebell Ice Cream, I'll always remember, oh, I used to own an apartment complex back there when I was 22, 23 years old, and we did this in this market, and, oh, I look at this. I remember when we helped that property do this because they saw us do that. So I'll always have that with me carrying on, and I think that's super cool in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm just – I'm impressed. I am absolutely impressed. I wish that people my age had your energy, your gumption, and your desire for success. Because if people my age did what you were doing, they would get themselves to a place of retirement in five years or less. I know for a fact, Miles, you're going to get retired or at least achieve real estate retirement in less than five years because you're already on a great trajectory. And I want to thank you for being on the show today. I know people learned a lot. If you want to do what Miles is doing, you want to do what I'm doing, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop. 
and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.